This morning's reading comes from the words of Maya Angelou and does not have a title. It's simply her speaking about the lessons from her life. If I think of my life as a class and what I've really learned, I've learned a few things. First, I'm aware that I am a child of God. It's such an amazing understanding to think that the it which made fleas and mountains and rivers and stars made me. What I pray for is humility, to know that there's something greater than I. And I have to know that the brute, the bigot, and the batterer are all children of God, whether they know it or not. And I'm supposed to treat them accordingly it's hard, and I blow it all the time. I'd like everybody to think of a statement by Terence. The statement is, I am a human being. Nothing human can be alien to me. If you can internalize at least a portion of that, you will never be able to say of a criminal act, oh, I couldn't do that, no matter how heinous a crime. If a human being did it, you have to say, I have all the components that are in him or her. I intend to use my energies constructively as opposed to destructively. If you can do that about the negative, just think what you could do about the positive. If a human being dreams a great dream, dares to love somebody, if a human being dares to be Martin King or Mahatma Gandhi, or Mother Teresa, or Malcolm X. If a human being dares to be bigger than the condition in, into which she or he was born, it means so can you. And so you can try to stretch, stretch, stretch yourself. So you can internalize homo sum, humani, nihil a me, alium num fudo. I am a human being. Nothing human can be alien to me. That's one thing I'm learning. Thank you. You know, Nathan has started off the past two weeks by saying to you all, I love you. I'd like to continue that. I love you. I really do. Don't forget. And so, my friends, I wonder, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> Laughter, interesting. <laughs> I, think, I think it was a hard Thanksgiving for some people. Sure, there's this whole business with the election this month, but what about just general Thanksgiving toughness? Because, as I've been told, everyone always fights at Thanksgiving. It's an American tradition, like football, Black Friday, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the good old Thanksgiving family showdown, right? Or worse, maybe that awkward New England, we've got a lot of issues, but we're just going to pretend we don't. 
and sit and be polite at the table and just discuss how the table setting looks or sports or whatever, but definitely not politics or any of that, right? And you see, you see, I've been to both kinds of Thanksgiving and everything in between, because since moving to the US from Canada, to the only country that celebrates this holiday on Thanksgiving, on the third Thursday of all days of the week, in November, I've had the pleasure of spending 11 glorious, beautiful, and awkward Thanksgivings as the outsider in someone else's family. And every year, every single year, at least half a dozen people remember that I'm Canadian and invite me to join their family, however, however they choose to define that. Because nothing brings out this real American hospitality like this holiday, and it's a beautiful thing. And you know what? Being an outsider on Thanksgiving can be kind of awesome. For one thing, I never have to host and I'm never expected to cook. <laughs> and if I'm sitting at someone's New England, we don't talk about our issues Thanksgiving dinner, I'm usually totally oblivious to what's going on. <laughs> and I'm just munching away on my turkeys and mashed potatoes. But of course, it can also be kind of strange and surreal. I'm sure you've all been around a family or a group of friends when they start going down memory lane and they've totally lost you and you try to catch up but it's full of you really had to be there moments. And then of course there are these strange American rituals you have. Let me tell you that um, Canadian Thanksgiving in my experience is not really that big of a deal. It's on a Sunday and you get the Monday off and you have some turkey and it's over. Not so with American Thanksgiving. Apparently there's always a football game on, which I actually looked up and there were three on. I, it seems kind of cold uh, for, thanks, for football on Thanksgiving and everyone's upset about retail workers working on Thanksgiving, but I keep thinking about the football players and their families, <laughs> which is probably missing the point. But this is like a serious tradition for some families, and apparently it's not just watching football. No, no, last year on Thanksgiving, I was at my professor's house from my seminary, and we went outside, and people actually played football themselves, <laughs> which I had seen in a lot of movies about Thanksgiving, but never in person before. So I feel like I had finally arrived at some kind of quintessential American Thanksgivingness. It was really an achievement. And then there's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which I've watched on TV, and some dog show thing. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> but on top of all that awkwardness and awesomeness, um, it can also be hard to be an outsider, right? No matter how welcoming a family is, you can always feel that feeling of, I, I don't quite fit, that I don't quite belong, that kind of, am I intruding feeling? And anyone who's ever been an outsider at Thanksgiving knows that feeling. Whether you're an outsider like me because you literally come from the outside like I do, outside of the country, outside of the family, or whether you are an outsider in some other way, because we've all been outsiders, haven't we? This is not an experience that is unique to me because there are many kinds of outsiders on Thanksgiving. There's the partner going home to the family of their new boyfriend or girlfriend for the first time, trying to prove themselves. 
There's the teenager trying to decide if she's going to come out to her family for the first time. There's the person who's been diagnosed with a serious illness but hasn't told anyone yet. There's the man coming to Thanksgiving alone for the first time after the end of a long relationship. There's the woman who, after years of coming to Thanksgiving alone, is constantly nagged by her relatives about why she hasn't brought anyone home yet. There's the person suffering silently from domestic violence that no one in the family can even tell is happening, or worse, no one will say anything about. There's the Clinton supporter and a family full of Trump supporters, and the Trump supporter and a family full of Clinton supporters. There are those who spend Thanksgiving alone by choice and those who spend it alone because they have nowhere to spend it. And sometimes the outsider is even the person who's hosting, the one making all the food, tending to everyone else's needs, and not having a moment to enjoy the holiday herself. The one who maybe never hears a word of thanks on Thanksgiving of all days. The beauty of humanity is that we strive for connection, and yet in that connection, our wonderful, complicated individuality rub up against each other's in messy ways, and yet we still crave that connection. We can feel whole and welcomed, and we can feel like the outsider and unwelcomed in a different group, in the same group at different times. Maybe even at the same time, but in different ways. And yes, we can feel or be made to feel like outsiders in our own homes. And so the story of Thanksgiving, the first Thanksgiving, as Americans refer to it, that we just heard about in this message for all ages, I wonder really what must have been going through the minds of some of these people to offer such hospitality to the Europeans. Because talk about being made to feel like an outsider in your own home. The Native Americans lived in relative peace with the European settlers for roughly 10 years after this first Thanksgiving until many Europeans came to North America and war broke out over land. Many Native Americans celebrate the holiday today in a different way than those of us who are descendants from those whose ancestors came from other lands. Jacqueline Keeler, a member of the Diné Nation and Yankton Dakota Sioux says, Thanksgiving tells a story that is convenient for Americans, but for us it's a celebration of our survival. I recognize it as a chance for my family to come together as survivors, pretty much in defiance. Survival. I'm sure by now you've all heard of the Dakota Access Pipeline. This is something I've been thinking a lot about this Thanksgiving. The Dakota Access Pipeline is an underground oil pipeline that was originally going to go through the white neighborhood of Bismarck, North Dakota, but was moved away from there due to its proximity to a water source for communities there. It was decided to move this pipeline to the Mississippi River, just half a mile from the Standing Rock Indian Reservation in South Dakota, which is the tribe's source of water. And the Standing Rock Sioux tribe and their allies have been standing up as protectors of this water in protest of this pi pipeline and in support of their land. 
And last Sunday, the police attacked these peaceful protesters, or water protectors as they prefer to be called, with tear gas, with water cannons spraying them in freezing cold water in 27 degree cold. And I, I really just want to be clear about what happened because a Native American community was attacked for protecting their water by Americans treated like outsiders in the country that they lay claim to, perhaps more than many of us, on the Sunday before Thanksgiving, the holiday where we celebrate American hospitality, the holiday that represents this, the holiday that represents coming together of those who are different from each other. And now the protectors are being told that they need to vacate by the Army Corps of Engineers by December 5th to vacate what they are protecting, the land that's been taken from them. And I know, I know it's been a hard month, and I know we want to come to church to get away from this, to get away from this pain of this world, the pain that's being revealed to us. That's what I come to church for. But I can't stop thinking about these people. My heart is so heavy with how they are being treated for just trying to protect their water. And I think we need to bear witness to what's happening. And I want you to know that I'm not telling you this because I, I want to make you feel guilty or because I'm trying to convince you of some political agenda or whatever. I'm telling you this because these things can be hard to talk about. And just like at the Thanksgiving table, sometimes we avoid the things that are hard to talk about. But sometimes those are the things that we have to talk about. And before Thanksgiving, I made a pledge to start talking about these difficult things. And so here I am. Because we need to talk about how this country, my country as well, is treating these people like outsiders and many others. The immigrants and the Native Americans alike. And no, Let's be clear, not the immigrants who look like me, because remember, I'm an immigrant too. But the ones who are black and brown. And I'm saying this because I think we need to pay attention. And it's important. And, and I want to say that I feel a little bit scared to talk about this with you, because there's part of me that thinks I'm just the intern. Nathan and Heather can deal with these issues. Because there's part of me that thinks, I'm not there at Standing Rock. I don't really know what's happening. Because there's part of me that thinks I'm going to say something wrong. Because I wonder, what good is saying all this, giving this sermon? What difference does it make to anyone but me? But that's how difficult conversations go, right? I'm thinking about all of you who maybe had some of these difficult conversations over Thanksgiving. Difficult conversations maybe about politics, or perhaps more accurately, about racism, about sexism, about ableism, about the inherent worth and dignity of every person over the Thanksgiving table. And maybe it was hard. And maybe, instead of saying something, you just stayed silent where you knew you should have spoken up, when you know that you should have said something. I can say that because I certainly did. And I think we, we can all feel like this sometimes. We can all find the things that we desperately disagree with that we want to say something about. But we're all around people who disagree with us. 
And one of the hardest places for that can be our family, because nothing makes you feel like an outsider more than being the one person who's trying to explain why a certain joke isn't funny, or why it's not okay for people to be getting letters, like the letter that a family in Natick, a man in Natick got about making sure that black folks didn't come to his home. Because sometimes being the one who says you what, believe, what you believe is alienating, and it can make you feel like an outsider. And sometimes we make ourselves feel like outsiders even before trying to bridge that gap and enter into conversation. And so here's my challenge to you, and it's a challenge to me too, believe me. Have those hard conversations. I bet you have friends who have seen this church and its Black Lives Matter banner, which fell down, it's gonna go back up soon, and are wondering, what's that about? Take a chance, have a conversation with them about it. Ask them what they think. Talk to your friends and family about Thanksgiving and its origins and the way in which some Native Americans celebrate the holiday today and how this all ties to what's happening in Standing Rock. As Maya Angelou said, we are all children of God, which means to me that we all have this inherent worth and dignity and within us, we all have the ability to be complacent with acts of injustice or to speak up against it, all of us. And, and this, this is really important, you need to realize that you might see any differences from these conversations, especially not immediately. But little by little, as we become more aware of what's happening in the world, we become more aware and energized to do something about it because you can't stop and fall into despair. One of the most important things we can do is have these conversations about the hard stuff. And the holidays are not over with Thanksgiving. Many of us will be seeing friends and family over the coming month, and I really encourage you to lean into the uncomfortable, to be curious, to be vulnerable about what you believe, and to be open about what you don't know. We are all in this together, and it may seem overwhelming, but conversations and people and common understanding is something that we are all striving for. It's a daunting task, and I promise that you won't always get it right. You probably will mostly get it wrong. But you have to be gentle with yourself when this happens. Don't let the fact that you might fail stop you from trying, because we Unitarian Universalists are a justice-seeking, love-filled people. One of our greatest blessings is that our values call us to live into ambiguity and discomfort in the service of greater justice. And I have been so inspired by the conversations happening here at this church. The depth to which we are struggling together through all of these issues is truly amazing. Let us continue the holy work of that struggle the holy work of being vulnerable, the holy work of difficult conversations, the holy work of being the outsider, because we've all been the outsider. Let us say together, amen, amen. <laughs>